Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Tom Schwab, the founder and chief evangelist officer at Interview Valley, which is a podcast guest agency. So this week, we're talking about if podcast guesting is worth it with a podcast guest. Thanks for downloading. So you want to be a podcast guest, eh? Uh, Is it worth it? Uh, Does guesting really work? And kind of how should you prepare to be on a podcast? This is a great chat, and I don't grumble about podcast guests much at all, honestly. Uh, Talking to Tom Schwab, the founder and chief evangelist officer at podcast guest agency Interview Valley. Now, we talk about why being a guest can help your brand or your business, what gear you need, and there's a bit of podcast guest etiquette as well. You can find Tom on LinkedIn, on the Interview Valley website, plus check out his book, which is called Podcast Guest Profits. It's on Amazon. There's a load of links in the show notes. Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free? Love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media and subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can find more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Tom was, why should someone become a podcast guest? Exposure brings opportunity. Mm. Right. Um, Today, I believe our biggest problem is obscurity, right? There's thousands, tens of thousands, maybe millions of people that would buy your product or service today. You know, even if it's version 1.0, the problem is they don't know it exists. Mm. And the idea of, you know, um, people don't buy the best, they buy the best they know of. Mm. So being able to go out there on different podcasts get in front of different audiences to tell about your your product or your service right uh, i love how uh rand fishkin says the best way to sell anything today is not to sell anything but to earn the respect awareness and trust yeah. of those who might buy and really that's what you're doing on a podcast interview yeah the, the, i i mean i'm a big believer that Audio podcasts, particularly, not so much the video stuff, because a video, you know, we can argue this without, but a video podcast is not a podcast. It's a <laughs> flaming YouTube video. It's a talk show. It's a, oh, but it, a podcast for me is audio, right? And I always think that that you can increase your authority and your trust an awful lot more by listening to somebody's voice. You know, there is a book out there called The uh, Future uh Leadership Literacies hmm. uh, by a futurist out of Stanford, uh, uh, Johansson. And I remember listening to that book and he said, the future is of content is vivid audio. And hmm. I can still yeah. remember hitting rewind a couple of times and I'm thinking, I thought it was video. And I love how he says that audio is timeless. Right. So often with video, you look at it and their lapels are too wide. They're too small. Look at their their haircut. It gets dated very, very quickly. Right. I can look at a video now and go, oh, that's that was pre-COVID. Yeah. Yes. Or 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 video gets judgmental. Right. Where that person doesn't look like me. They're too young. They're too old. But with audio, people are really listening for your content. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think you connect better with people. You you very much connect better with people when, when they can hear you and when you're directly in their ears. I agree with you. And think of the, uh, the days of uh, radio, 
right? Mm. That morning DJ, you had no yeah. idea what they looked like, but you had a picture in your mind and um, it, it was what was ideal to you. And so from that standpoint, I think audio is incredibly rich and it's one of the few mediums where you can listen when you want, even at the speed you want. You know, John, it, it's yeah. weird to talk to you because I'm used to listening to you at one and a half times speed, you know, as I, <laughs> as I run at half X speed. I've got to start talking a lot quicker. <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned the radio thing because um my first career was just under 20 years in radio and and I and I did it I've told this story a million times on the podcast and folks are going to press the skip button now but like I I I worked at a station for about 18 months and then I got another job and I just moved on and after a couple of months they sent me a bag full of letters and it was the day when people actually wrote letters and there were like 300 letters in this thing saying where are you what are you doing and I had no idea I'd made that connection with people just through just through voice just through audio yeah it's it's amazing Mm. I have been in an airplane before and was talking walking down the aisle and somebody came up to me and they said are you Tom Schwab? Mm. And at first I was like, I, I hope it's not a process server. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And he's like, I recognized your voice. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, if they'd seen me before, I might look different. Uh, but the power that they recognized my voice. And uh, it was somebody that I didn't know, but yeah. had heard me on podcast interviews. Yeah. Yeah. It's very powerful. So so if somebody is thinking about becoming a podcast guest, let's kind of get the technicals out of the way. Um, what would you recommend in the way of kind of like gear and setups and things? They don't need to build an entire studio, do they really? Oh, you can spend a whole lot of money buying the wrong products. Yeah. You know, these, these people that talk about, well, I, I've got to get the sound deadening. I've got to do it in my closet. It's like, mm. why don't you just get the right microphone? Yeah. Right. And it doesn't cost a lot. You can spend $60 uh, US and get mm. a great dynamic microphone. And that's really what it is. Uh, it's called a dynamic microphone mm. without getting too geeky. Mm. It just doesn't pick up all the background noises. And so I would say, if you're going to show up on a podcast interview, get that good microphone, right? You wouldn't show up on uh, to speak at an event if you didn't look good. Don't show up on a podcast if you don't sound good. Yeah. The other thing too is headphones. Um, and they could be yeah. as easy as earbuds yeah. or yeah. you know yeah. the, the old-fashioned headphones that cover yeah. your ears. Most people are like, well, I, it doesn't make a difference. Well, you can get feedback and you won't notice it. <laughs> Uh, but the audio engineer will have a, such yeah. a hard time doing that. So just that basics, you, you, yeah. you could get all the stuff that you need for under, probably under $75, uh, yeah. us. And, um, then really just go to a place where you're, it's quiet, it's uninterrupted, you know, put a note outside the door so people aren't walking in and disturbing you. Uh, yeah. But really, it doesn't need to be too much. But in the same way, uh, I remember we worked with a um, a major league baseball star, and I w- I won't use his name, mm. but he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and yeah. he called in on his cell phone one time to a podcast interview, yeah. and uh, you could hear the wind in the background. And I yeah. had to call him afterwards and says, "You can't do that." No. And he's like, well, nobody's ever complained. I said, people don't complain to you, yeah. but they will turn it off if the audio doesn't sound good. Um, right, so we've got gear. What about the room? I mean, I, I, mean, I, I quite like recording in a tiny little room. 
Um, I mean, I did in the past, I climb into hotel closets and record voiceovers and things like that and and put blankets over my head. But I don't think we have to go to that extreme. But I I, I mean, the room does matter. You you don't want to sound like you're talking in the toilet or something, do you? Well, I think if you get the right microphone, that goes a long way. Yeah. but you don't want to be in a really hard room, right? A, a large one that echoes. Um, I always joke that I have papers and things around my desk just for sound deadening. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you've got uh, a rug, things to to soften it a little bit, it will sound much better. Um, but I, I think often that's like the difference between ninety five percent and a hundred. Right. Yes. If you get the right equipment, if you're the right distance from the microphone, if you're not speaking right into it, so every P pops in the yeah. listener's ears, yeah. little things like that, that'll get you from, you know, 20% to 95%. Yeah, I always find the kitchen is a really bad room to record if folks come to the kitchen. <laughs> Terrible place, because like you've got the fridge humming, you've got the freezer humming, and, and you, you've got all that shiny surface that kind of echoes around you. Don't do it in the kitchen. I can think of one time I just bought a brand new microphone, John, and I did this interview and I rebooted my computer beforehand. And I thought, oh, this is going to sound great. And I can still remember at the end, the host says, what kind of microphone are you using? And I was so proud. I'm like, a Heil PR40. He's like, oh, it didn't sound like that. And sure enough, I had rebooted my computer the computer looked at the wrong microphone. I yeah. was talking to the yeah. internal microphone. It sounded like I was in a bathroom. bathroom I think yeah. people waited to the end just to, so they could hear a flush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't come across anybody who's actually been in the bathroom when recording it. <laughs> I haven't, I, or they haven't admitted it anyway. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm good with that at the moment. Um, so, so if the if the podcast, well, I'm not good. I know if the podcast is on video, I'm crossing my fingers and toes and everything now. Um, do you have to worry about hair and makeup and lighting and things like that, do you think? I believe so, hmm. right? Because we're judged by how we look, right? Hmm. We wouldn't show up speaking at a live event, you know, just whatever we walked in with. Yeah. So I think it's important. Um, the other thing is that video becomes dated quickly, yeah. right? We can look right now and say, oh, that video was probably taken uh, pre-COVID, right? So make sure you've got a good camera, not just the built-in yeah. camera on your on your computer. Um, really, DSLR is probably the best right now. But if you can't or don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a camera, even a good you know um, webcam uh, will give you 4K, and it looks so good there. The other thing is the position of the camera, hmm. right? Um, it's supposed to be at eye level or slightly above eye level. Yeah. And there's some studies out there that says it builds trust. But as my daughters always tell me, uh, dad, nobody wants to look up your chins or <laughs> at your nose, right? Yes. Um, and so oftentimes people will have the computer, especially if it's a laptop, down low. And just it's, it's an awful angle. Yeah. And I think it may look okay today, but think of podcasts, videos that are more evergreen. So how is this going to look three, five years from now? That's yeah. what you need to prepare for. Yeah. How close as well? Because we've all been on Zoom meetings, haven't we? Where we've been kind of like, you've got your big sort of like 26-inch monitor on your desk and it's filled with, it's just filled with somebody's head and face. It, the whole thing. How close should the camera be? 
I always teach that is you're supposed to look like the host. Yeah. Right? So think about if you're in a television studio and they do the split screen, if the host has a normal size head and your head takes up the entire <laughs> screen there, yeah. it looks weird, right? Yeah. So yeah. try doing it similar to them. And it's very easy when you first start talking, you know, slide forward or slide backwards. The other thing that my team has taught me is try to stay in the middle third of the screen. Right. And I never knew why that was important, but when you start to repurpose the content, yeah. often when you go to a vertical, like a, a reel, you cut off the left third and the right third. Well, if you're, if you're moving back and forth or you're not in the middle, it makes it very, very hard to repurpose that. And so that's something that I've been uh, more conscious of also. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I feel a little bit awkward when, when I'm, I've got somebody's in, it's almost like they'd be standing, if they're, if you're in real life, they'd be standing like an inch away from your face. <laughs> it's like this giant head in, in, and it would be like, I just find it awkward. It's just like, get away from the camera, get move away, move back. Um, so, so on the content side of things, if we're deciding to guess, do you, do you think we ought to like pick a topic and stick to the topic? Uh, or, or do you think we can we can vary our you know our topics a, a little bit? I think we have to know where we're going, mm. and I like how you said topics, not questions. Oh yeah, Be because often I've seen podcast guests reach out to a host and say, "Here are the ten questions you should ask me." Yeah, it, to me it's insulting. But it's also uh, sets you up for a failure on an interview, right? If all of a yeah. sudden people listen to your interviews and it's like, oh, here comes question number three. Yeah. It, it's, it's boring for the host, the guest, and the listener. Yeah. But I think it's important to focus on a topic. And that's why we always uh, advise our clients, come up with you know five to seven different topics that you can really add something to. And maybe they'll pick one or two of those, but most of the time you can have a good discussion around a topic. And yeah. I really think, you know, the word interview is is a misnomer, right? Mm. This is the same discussion you and I would be having if we were sitting down having a cup of tea yeah, or a, yeah. a pint. It's yeah. it's really discussion. Yeah. Do, do you think some guests will try and control the the conversation a little bit too much then? I think every, I think some people will try to control it, whether or not you're, you're sitting down and having yeah. a cup of tea, or if you're in this, I think, um, that it needs to be a both ways. Right. Yeah. And that's something that we, we coach, but also probably filter out. Right. Yeah. I uh, think, so. I think when you look at the, the world of like, um, traditional media, mainstream media, I suppose, uh, and that, um, when you, when you, when you get, get a pitch for an interview or something. It could be a, I don't know, it could be a band releasing a new album. It could be a, uh, somebody with a new movie or something like that. What you would normally get is, is you, you, you get, you know, uh, the biography and everything like that. And, and maybe the PR person would turn around and say to you, we don't want to talk about this because maybe they've just had a divorce. Maybe the sex tape has just gone live or something. And we don't want to talk about that. And they might say, we're not going to answer questions on that. But anything else is okay. They wouldn't actually give you a bunch of questions, though. And I think there's a difference, by and large, between podcasts and journalism. Yeah. Right. Because journalism, they're trained journalists. They come with whatever, 10 questions. And number four is a gotcha. Yes. Right. Most of the time, podcast hosts 
are just curious people. They yes. want you to look good because if you look good as a guest, the show looks good also. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think there's as much gotcha nope. as there there is um, in traditional live media. No, but I, th- I think it's good for podcast podcasters, I think, the hosts, to ask some awkward questions every now and then. I would say thought-provoking questions, yeah. too. Yeah. When somebody gives you an answer, you don't just have to accept it. Say, well, yeah. that's not my experience. Could you explain that a little bit more? Or I didn't follow this. I think that's very, very interesting. It's like, um, uh, the, to me, the most boring podcast is when they ask the same questions to the same people over and over. Yeah. Right? They're not even listening for follow-up questions. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's important. I think you still listen to what actually people actually say to you, so you can follow up on 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 something. Yeah. Um, so, how do you tell folks to prepare for an interview? Yeah, to me, this is you're sp- speaking to thousands or tens of thousands mm. of people over time. So make sure uh, you prepare for it. Yeah. And so with that, it's definitely read all the emails that are coming from the host. They're trying to help you here. Yeah. Also. Listen to the episodes, right? Listen to a few of the episodes so you can have a feel of what's going on. Check out their social media. Get a sense of who they are, what their what their tempo is, what the overarching theme of the podcast is. You know, there's that whole thing of content is king, but context is God, you know, yeah. small g. So if you can give them the right content with the right context, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. Can I do some grumbling now about please podcast, do <laughs> about podcast guests? Can I? Can I grumble about it? So, so uh, the, the first one, the one sheets are fantastic. Okay, like a biography, like create some sort of bio with all the web links, all the information, a little bit of a history about you and your topics. But make sure you can actually talk about the topics you list because I've been there and, and I've said right, we're going to start talking about this. I, I don't actually know an awful lot about that. Mm. Have you? Do you come across that one? Well, we make up all the one sheets for our clients. We yeah. prep all um, of our clients beforehand, Good. and so I don't see that as much. But I teach that you know, part of preparing is just doing the little things of being a great guest, right? I think sometimes people forget podcast guest. They should just remember guest, right? So a guest means showing up on time. Right. There's three ways to show up to a podcast early on time and rude. Right. Early, early is if you're there five minutes before, you know, on time is three to five minutes. And then if you're not there three minutes before, that's starting to get rude because the host is is wondering, ooh, will they remember this? Yeah. The other thing yeah. is just like if you're a guest, if you go to somebody's house, you invite me over for a a, a dinner party. Well, yeah. Make sure that you RSVP a day or two before. So I know that, oh, yeah, they still remember that. Make yeah. sure that you know what what the theme is, right? Is this a barbecue? Is this black tie? Yeah. Uh, and show up accordingly. And then also be a gracious guest, right? You're there as the guest. You want to make the host look good. You want to thank them afterwards. And as a podcast guest, that means promoting the episode on your social media yeah yeah i, th- I think it's interesting to uh, for guests to hear hear it from the from kind of like the host the podcaster's point of view because when a pitch comes into me i get probably about oh i would say maybe mm, half a dozen to ten pitches a day probably from various places uh, and i read every one 
uh, every single one because there's going to be one one or two there which are useful to, to my audience, I think, right? So so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the one sheet, so I'm taking time to do that. I'm also going to go to the website and then I'm going to say, yeah, I want to interview this person about this topic, right? And then, then we go. But then I've got to think up a load of questions. Well, I don't call them questions. I call them talking points more than anything because I'll, I'll digress. Um, so I'll do half a dozen talking points and things like that. So, so if then somebody doesn't show up or they don't email me, it's like I've actually done quite a lot of work beforehand to get with the interview. So an email would always be good to say I can't make it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that does happen um, every now and then. People don't don't show up. It, it doesn't happen so much with um, agencies like yourselves, though. I was going to say, if somebody doesn't show up for our interview, they don't work with us anymore because mm. it's it's rude to to the host, to the audience. This is a media appearance, right? Yeah. You must be present to win. So I think there's a level of professionalism there. And I think the dirty little secret is that podcasters know podcasters. And yeah. that if you're unprofessional to one, they talk, yeah. right? The same way with with the pitches, right? I get yeah. pitched to be on my podcast probably two to three times a day, John. Yeah. And the problem is, is I don't have a podcast, but everybody loves the podcast and wants to be a guest. You know, yeah. I'm on somebody's list. And so uh, often uh, I'll share those around with friends and they're like, oh yeah, I got that pitch too. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. I'm not going to moan about guests anymore because I do, <laughs> I do like them, honestly. Um, and I've learned an awful lot myself. I think that's the fascinating thing. I learn huge amounts of things myself from the guests, which is great. Well, that's the whole idea, right? What's ordinary to you is amazing to others. So I yeah. think when we all get together and share what's ordinary to us, it becomes amazing to other people. And I, you know, to me, the greatest gift you can ever give someone is introducing them to a new person or a new idea, right? It's the one thing yeah. that we can't do for for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Fabulous. And um, thanks for spending a bit of time talking about this, Tom. Um, where can we find find you? Where's your website, social media bits? Yes, I was going to say that we've done a lot of testing and what always works best is send people to one place right yes. you're listening right now you're multitasking uh don't give them a bunch of different places so make it easy just go to interview valet with a v dot com forward slash n a m p so for not another marketing, marketing podcast. podcast. Um, I, I wrote a book. There's a free copy there. There's a checklist, right? Um, will podcast interview marketing work for me? All my social media will be there. And if you have, want to talk about how you could leverage targeted podcast interviews, I'll put my calendar scheduling link there. All back at interviewvalet.com forward slash N-A-M-P. Fantastic. I'll leave a link in the show notes so folks can tap on that do you think podcast guesting works for everybody do you think it's it's an everybody every industry type of thing because i do to a certain extent it, it, the, what we have seen is that it has to be a relationship sale yeah. right so if you're just selling a, a dollar widget or a pound widget probably not people don't yeah. need to know who you are the other thing is that if your audience is very very geographically limited Right. If they have yeah. to be within five minutes of your store um, to buy from you, it's going to be really hard to 
target that audience. So I think sometimes the larger the investment, the larger the relationship sale, and even the wider the geography, the more power you can have with it. Yeah, fantastic. Wonderful. Tom, thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thanks again to Tom for his time. Don't forget to check out all the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon. It's everywhere. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.